Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Saint Happy Hour podcast. With host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. (laughs) (laughs) They'd get his... (laughs) I don't even have a joke, Dave! Now, here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. All right, welcome to Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by JLD Hot Sauces and Knives. Guys, they have the best hot sauce. Their award-winning hot sauce, Boot Jolica, comes in hot, extra hot, my personal favorite, and Thai flavors. They also have Reaper Madness Special Reserve made with the Reaper Pepper from Carolina. For the Brave, you can get the Death Shot. It has the extract of 10 Reaper chilies in each one-ounce bottle. JLD also has the highest quality handmade knives you'll find anywhere, including ones for hunting, fishing, and cooking. Go to JLDSharpSauce.com and use the code SAINTS and get 10% off your order today. It's not too late for Christmas gifts before the end of the year. That's JLDSharpSauce.com. Dave is not with us. But Kevin is back for a second week in a row. Kevin, you know what I did today? Because I don't like to do actual work around the holidays. I found our very first show on Blog Talk Radio. And people, if you think the show is bad now, and it is, me and Kevin's first show, it was like two guys talking about doing a show. So bad. I kind of want to listen to this. It's bad. You go to Blog Talk Radio, look at the archives. It's terrible. It, well, do you guys talk about the Saints at all? <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> we do. <laughs> it's, uh, it's actually the Saints. It was the what Saints year is this? 2007. Oh, so it was only like a couple of years before I joined. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they, yeah, like you, like. It was me and Ralph for, I think, like a year and a half, maybe two years. I think Wang did one or two shows. Dave got on board, I think, in the 09 season. Yeah. And then, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, because I remember him for sure at the NFC Champion, being on at the NFC Championship game. Yeah, oh, yeah, he'd been on for a while, so 09. And then, uh, when did you come on, Juge? Like 10? Maybe 10, yeah. 10, 11? Yeah, we had you on. A, I think we had a, you on a couple times in ten, and then like eleven, you started full time. But that's bad. We don't even know. 
We don't even know the days. I, and I forget, like, the milestones, and then I see the ticker of, like, the shows, and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, the 475 show passed, the 500 show passed. God, we should have, like, told people. Uh, but people, so the Saints won 12 to 9, and Saints Twitter and the national media, Kevin, had a collective fucking aneurysm, partially because... I think we're spoiled rotten, but partially because there's a whole fucking generation of Saints fans. They don't know how to watch a 12 to 9 football game, and they don't know how to appreciate it, and they don't know how to get into, like, enjoying it. Like, Hang on a second. None of us fucking, none of us were enjoying that game until the end. All right, <laughs> let's hang on a second. Let's, 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 let's cool our own fucking jets here. That game was 12 to 9. It could have been put away midway through the fourth, and it wasn't. Or it could have been put away late in the fourth, and it wasn't. And then it could have been put away again, and it wasn't. And then, it, I mean, come on. We, 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 we're, not, we're not some salty old hands. This ain't fucking Ernest Hemingway, old man in the sea here shit. This is, hey, this fucking team that has an offense that we still remember ought to know how to fucking go out there and rip the guts out of somebody. They haven't done that consistently in over three games. We've relied on on stunning. The stunning thing is it's been the defense that is, that is not only come to the rescue, it's bailed this team out on more than one occasion on several occasions this season to the point that it's actually one of the better defenses in the entire goddamn league. That's what's stunning. That's what's surprising. It's the best defense in the league since week four. By points allowed. Oh, yes. It was an extreme, yes. It was an extremely frustrating game. It was an extremely nerve-wracking game. Uh, heart palpitations, Ajita, the whole, the whole thing. But... All of that is, okay, you get to say that and we get to act whatever about it, but we get to act indignant about it because the Saints won. Well, I mean, I feel like it wasn't, it was enjoyable to me just because it was the the comedy of the fuck-ups. They just, Saints just kept stepping on rake after rake after rake and Carolina being the incompetent team that they are and their quarterback is injured they just couldn't take advantage so I was finding it morbidly amusing but Andrew the thing is that that was weird is as the game went along I got more and more I wouldn't say nervous but I felt the importance of the game got more and more important because the Saints were losing offensive linemen it seemed like every 10 minutes and, like, I really feel like they need that double buy now because they were one injury away from Zach Streif getting the call from Sean Payton and coming out of the booth and grabbing a helmet. I mean, if yeah. if if uh, if Pete would have got hurt. We're calling the game, Zach. We need you down here. It, no, but, but seriously, if Pete would have got hurt, who would have been the next guy up at left tackle? Well, on Twitter, Zach said it would, it would have been um, Josh Hill. <laughs> <laughs> but Josh Hill. 
Oh my yeah. God! I mean, they, they didn't have, have another. The they, didn't, they have just run they, the single wing with Taysom Hill as a. I mean, they did, they didn't have measure. another offensive line. They didn't have another offensive line. I mean, they have uh, Derek Newton who was inactive, but they couldn't play him in that game. So they they did not have another offensive lineman on the active roster. Would Josh Hill have been worse than Bryce Harris, Kevin? I'm not even going to consider that. I'm just going to imagine that Taysom Hill was the one getting the getting the call. I mean, I re- I realize. I mean, part of it's just me being the weirdo that I am. But like, I I enjoyed the game. I I thought it was a great game. I mean, I was definitely frustrated, and obviously, I wanted the offense to do better than they did. And I'm not. And I'm not even pretending that it's not concerning. Um, but I don't know. I. I thought it was a great game. I mean, it was a one possession game pretty much the whole time. And so while it was frustrating, um, you know, I, I knew every time the saints were getting the ball back that they could do this. And I knew it was an opportunity to kind of come back. And if, you know, if anything, the bucks game, I learned my lesson from that to just kind of bear my head down and, and I mean, gut it out, you know, and, and just, see how it was going to end because i knew that breeze like i knew that it just couldn't keep going like that forever well it didn't it didn't feel like dallas kevin in that the dallas game you watched it and you were like man dallas is just kicking their ass and they're not going to score and they might play they could play another two quarters and they might not score last night i was just like just stop fucking dropping the ball and shitting all over yourselves and you'll be fine and Wait, they but, just but never do that they just never did but you guys didn't get any pleasure out of just how much they were dominating cam newton and I how did. well they like, the defensive domination of of cam newton was delightful and the one thing that was frustrating was and andrew we said it on the pregame show for patrons only, you should donate, become a patron, you can get that access. We said that we wanted a blowout because we wanted Sean Payton to break out an honest kid's juice box to troll Cam Newton on the sideline, but you can't do that in a 12-9 game. You can only do that in a 48-7 game. Kevin, are you there? Yeah, I was saying you can still do that in week 17. <laughs> you could. I mean, I'm, I'm with I'm with you, Ralph. I mean, listen. For me, it was just one of those games that was kind of miserable to watch. And very early, I mean, halfway through the first quarter, maybe second quarter, it was clear that it was going to be this kind of game. And so then you, I mean, at least in my estimation, that this is kind of I just accepted it, and I was like, all right, this is. This is the kind of game we're going to have to win. And, and so then I was locked into just hoping for the best, rooting for the best. And I found it entertaining. I mean, you know, and part of it for me, I don't know if it's just as a high school and collegiate athlete, just being a tennis player. I just I remember personally, and, and maybe this is just my perspective, but I was never good enough to win on sheer talent. And I remember my coaches when I was young just telling me, like, to cheat. Not no, not the cheap. You're not good enough to win on talent alone. So like, you got to want it more than the other guy, and you it's got to be it's got to come from within you. You got to fight no matter what. And like, some matches you're gonna play great, and a lot of times when you play great, you're gonna win. And then sometimes you're gonna play awful, and you just have to find a way. 
And so I kind of enjoy those games where, you know, I mean, the 40 to 7 games are fun, don't get me wrong, but I kind of enjoy the games where there's a challenge and Breeze is not playing his best football, but the defense is keeping the team in there and he's just got to find a way to win the game. And especially on the road, it's hard to win on the road in the NFL. And I just felt like it was one of those games. I mean, for me as a tennis player, some of the most satisfying wins I had in my tennis career was when I was playing like absolute dog shit. And it got down to like the last set. And, you know, I mean, the, the analogy here is like the final two minutes of the game. And despite the fact that you played poorly, you had a chance right there at the end and then you steal it. And That's a those, lot. You, you, the most enjoyment you get on the tennis court is is beating sixty year old women, humiliating them, and six one six one. Well, just because they're on breathing tubes doesn't mean that I don't get satisfaction out of winning. <laughs> a win is a win, Ralph. It is. It's true. But Kevin, I feel like, and this you guys hear me on that though. You know what I'm saying? No, I I get it. And the thing is. I, I get it. Here's the thing. It was a, I was watching the game. I, I was fist pumping anytime they got a lot of pressure or actually I was getting really excited when they would get a lot of pressure. I would fist pump when they would really like get to the quarterback, when they would hit Newton, when they would really like hit, when they would stop a run re, uh, after a short distance or even at the line of scrimmage. I was excited about all that. My thing was the offense just did nothing to help the defense. They did next to nothing to help that defense. There's no doubt. There's no doubt that the offensive performance was bad. It was concerning and it was, it was disappointing, but I, I just think the thing I don't like about it is I think too often as fans, you know, the saints are 12 and two, right. And we just start to assume that's their identity. Great offense, complete team, best team in the NFL, 12 and two. And our assumption of the Panthers is that they're six and seven and they're on a five game losing streak and they're terrible. And so we almost like don't even allow ourselves to enjoy a close game. That's kind of ugly where, you know, Saints Panthers, great division rivalry because we have these ideas in our head of what their identity is. And we, because of that idea in our head as fans, we just think it should be 36 to 20. And if it doesn't plan out that way, the Saints are awful and they're playing an awful game. But, like, I don't know. I Every game and every circumstance is different. And and I, I kind of enjoyed that about that game. Well, here's the thing about the Saints that's weird, Kevin, is on the advanced statistics and football outsiders, the first, like, six – the first, like, five weeks of the year, the Saints were a top three offense and a bottom five defense – now they're a top three defense and a bottom five offense the last three weeks, which is just weird. The one thing that, that this totally confounded me and, and, and it felt very strange is I didn't realize how injured Cam Newton was. I mean, you watch the Panthers a little, right? And you watch them get stomped against the Steelers and I watched them a little against Tampa and other times. But I didn't realize how hurt he was. And I'm not saying that I felt bad that the Saints were hammering him. He is so fucking injured. Like, I, I mean, Kevin, he reminded me of Aaron Brooks' hurt shoulder, where yeah. he's just—it's just like, you know, 
did either of you not feel bad, necessarily not feel bad for Cam Newton, but were no either way. of you surprised at how, like, injured he looked? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I was amazed at how much, at how close the defense was getting to him often. Um, I didn't know if that was just like the, the rigors of a, of a long season. Um, I didn't know if that was a case of Dennis Allen really, scheming the hell out of things. Uh, well, the Saints pass rush is good. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, but like a lot of Cam Newton's throws looked awful. Looked off. That, so That throw that, yeah. that Eli Apple intercepted was, it was a great play by Apple, and I'm not saying that. That was if, one of Newton's best throws of the day. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like a healthy Cam Newton throws it to where it's not as easy a play for Eli Apple. Like I agree. His arm is cooked. And, um, you know, frankly, he's lucky that Christian McCaffrey's on that team because if he, if his running back was CJ Anderson or, um, who, what's that old running back they used to have the guy that, um, yeah, Jonathan Stewart, like (laughs) it would have been even worse for him. It would have been even worse for him if he was throwing a Jonathan Stewart, you know I mean? I, He's lucky, man. He's lucky that the defense played the way they did. He's lucky that Keekley had a, a whale of a game. He's lucky that they got that halfback pass for a touchdown because, I mean, otherwise, if the Saints were rolling offensively, it would have been a 35 to nothing game. I'm surprised, man, that he wore those cleats, that he talked all that track in the media. If he, knew, if he knew how messed up his shoulder was, like, I'm just surprised that he kind of doubled down in the media and with the cleats, and, and and even like I mean, the 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 most ridiculous part about it was that he wasted like with thirty five seconds left, he wasted like fifteen seconds celebrating <laughs> first down. That was and like, camp and, and, and then they and then they called timeout like twenty seconds left, and like that had nothing to do with an injury. That was just like being too consumed with his hatred for the saints to re, you know, to be focused on the actual game. Kevin, could you respect the petty of Cam Newton? Just disregarding the clock, disregarding the game score, but he was going to do his little first down dance, no matter come hell or high water. I, I, I respected it a little. Uh, yeah, but you know, when you're trailing, it, it's, it's whatever. Hey, Hey, you, you know, you, you're Superman. Go ahead, man. Go do your thing. Whatever. Just enjoy the enjoy the wine and enjoy the brooms coming your way. They're gonna fire hey, everybody. Man, it, it, it's twelve and two, and it, it's four in a row over the Panthers. I mean, there's just no way you're not you're gonna talk me out of enjoying this. No, it's it's. I'm fantastic. not try- Hang on. I'm not trying to talk anybody out of enjoying the win. I'm not even trying to talk anybody out of out of enjoy like. Out of, out of any of the positivity, I'm I'm just like I'm just saying, like last night I was a nervous wreck until that clock hit zero, and then and then after that I was like you know this you know I can't believe the defense had to bail the the team out again which it which it's done and it's like I'm 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 constantly surprised by that and it's I you know that's a great thing and. 
believe me, I'm enjoying all of the the saltiness uh, from people and 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 the Sean Payton being petty, throwing his hat in the stands. I'm enjoying the 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 locker room videos with uh, Bridgewater. I'm enjoying all that. Bridgewater shit. is a national treasure. I'm enjoying yeah. all of it. He is. Let me ask you this. I mean, I I, I don't know yeah. if you remember week three or not where the saints played Atlanta in Atlanta and it went to overtime and it was an epic win where Drew Brees had the spin move and he scores. Um, and the saints win in overtime was that game where I, Ralph, I mean, maybe you remember the final score. It was like 43 to 37 or something like that. 37. Yeah. 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 Um, Drew was that more spin move for the touchdown? It was great. like to me. To me, this game was the same thing. Like it was to me, it was just as exciting. Like there was less scoring and maybe more sloppy play on offense, but the defenses were dominating, and so I mean, it was just a different phase of the game. But like, I mean, if anything, for me, it was kind of more exciting as a Saints fan because the last twelve years we've seen more games like Week Three than we have like this one. We um, haven't seen. We haven't seen any wins like this one, really. In, well, no, they haven't. Time. They haven't won scoring twelve points since Billy Joe Tolliver beat the Bucks nine to three. Yeah, I mean the only the only game I can think of that was similar was I remember going to this game in, in person. It was the opener after they won the Super Bowl and they played the Vikings again, and I remember they won like fourteen to ten or something. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, but I but I mean you know we we don't see games like this very often and in the Sean Payton era and so I don't know I, th- that's my question to you Kevin like did you enjoy Week Three at Atlanta more because it was high scoring? I I might I I probably did I probably did and 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 like here so here's here's something like, so like your, take, your takeaway after that game could have just as easily been like our defense is trash. I mean, I, I, pro- I might have been like, man, th- th- this defense has to get – I probably would have been saying, man, this defense has to get better. This defense has to, like, right the ship a bit so, so, so we're not having to over-rely on Drew Brees because cause we, 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 can't, we can't always do that. And so now it's sort of like flipped the other way. I'm, oh, here's, I'm, I'll, here's, here's, here's what I'll say to sort of, like, try and – to maybe try and put a cap on it for me and, and maybe sort of like come come uh, toward you guys in, in the in the uh, po- uh, world of positivity of like this is the kind of win that teams get in those special years. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Well, Andrew was texting me left and right. He's like, the Saints, because this is, it's the year of many things, but 2018 really is the year of good kicker luck for the Saints. And Andrew's like, good kicking luck is going to get, is going to go for the Saints again. But the thing is with me is I just like, especially when the Saints are good, like the Benny Hill games where the shit just goes wrong. Like they're much more fun to enjoy. Like I enjoyed the Cleveland game. Because it was a fucking comedy of errors, and they won, yeah. and you just walk out, and it's fun. And it it's not fun when you're five and nine, but when you're twelve and two, man. Last night, it's just like you can like bask I just in, remember the, the, in the Super, absurdity the, the of Super Bowl, it. The Super Bowl year had a similar thing. They were down twenty-eight nothing or whatever it was of the Dolphins. 
There was the chip shot against the Redskins, and then they come back and win in overtime. There was the Jets game where the defense, I think, scored two touchdowns, and they won Atlanta game where, Philma where the offense didn't play well. Yeah, but like the offense was awful against, and I think Vilma that Vilma tackle game, like Matt Ryan didn't even play in that game. Like Atlanta started some backup, and, and they still had trouble beating him. <laughs> and then they lose to Tampa at home and get shut out in the second half. So like, 2009 had games like this too, you know. And right. and so I, I I so I agree 100 percent with you, Kevin. Like the uh, you're you're gonna have wins like this in a special season, but kind of my parting thought on this topic is that when you look at the Saints and you look at where they are right now and talk now taking a look at the future, I would much rather the offense be in a rut knowing that we have Sean Payton, knowing that we have Drew Brees, knowing that we might be getting Ted Ginn and, and Teron Armstead back, knowing that there's still pieces, even, even as currently constructed with guys struggling, Michael Thomas is still there. Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram. I mean, they're still pe- – they, they can figure this out. And I would much rather them going into this next game thinking, hey, there's a crisis on offense. We need to figure this out. And Drew Brees and Peyton putting their minds together to figure it out and working overtime to make things better than the defense being a calamity where we're relying on Dennis Allen and – you know, Alex Anzalone, I mean, whoever, like, to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so, like, I, for me, like, special teams and defense are awesome. Great. Like, I'll take my chances with Sean Payton and Drew Brees figuring it out. I just wanted to play the Mario theme because you said Anzalone. But I was well, going to That's actually point. why I dropped his name. Here's the thing, though. The Saints linebackers, clearly this is the best linebackers they've had since the Dome Patrol. Like, it's not even close anymore. Like, yeah, yeah. I, 2009, like, Fujita was great, and it was fun, and Vilma was really good. But, dude, Anzalone and Davis, Kevin, they wreck shit in a way that I haven't seen in a generation. It's like 25 yeah, you gotta years. Give, you got to give AJ Klein a shout-out for recovering yeah. a fumble against his old team, yeah. too. Uh, but they... It, uh, Kevin, I'm going to ask you this question because people know that you watch the film, you break it down, you know the route tree, you know this and that. Right. Exactly. Do the Saints really miss Ted Ginn way more than we expected? Shit. Did, did, <laughs> didn't you ask that last week? I did. Didn't you ask Ted Ginn did related I? question last week? I did. It's, I, yeah, because yeah, I, I remember I, I bullshit. Think he, I, I think he might have asked you bullshit an answer there, so I'll bullshit yeah. one here, and it'll probably <laughs> not, not, only did, not only did he ask you, Kevin, but I'm pretty sure he set it up the exact same way. I'm a terrible host. Donate, and we'll get a better one. But <laughs> seriously, I just like I feel like with Ted Ginn, he. I guess today I'm stuck on it. It's like last year, that second Atlanta game and the playoff game versus Carolina, the Saints' offense was kind of in a rut. And the big play for Ted Ginn, like, kick-started it. And I feel like he just gives defenses something to fear that they don't now with the Saints. And I bought a Ted Ginn jersey on the discount rack, and I want to be able to wear it again. 
shit, wear it anyway, man. <laughs> you know, you know what? You know, I'm gonna take this whole thing like a step further, guys. Like, what if, what if the offense, like, it, it is just stuck in this unreversible rut, and Drew Brees and, and the offense is just that. Let's just say, like, this is who they are now, and through these next two games and into the playoffs the offense is just going to kind of suck and the saints still find a way to be so good defensively like the broncos the year they carried peyton manning's corpse to the lombardi trophy um what what if the saints win with defense and special teams and breeze basically falling off a cliff and not performing well for the rest of the season and the playoffs still wins a title. I mean, like he kind of deserves that man. Like he kind of deserves for the defense to carry him, carry his sucky ass playing. Yeah. That would be like his rightful reward. for All the bullshit they put him through. And and lo, Drew Brees looked upon the field and only saw one set of footprints and then he turned to Cam Jordan and said, Cam, why do I only see one set of prints? And Cam Jordan responded, for Drew, that is when the defense carried you. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, the game against Carolina, they owe Drew like 50 more of this. Here's, here's the inter- that's an interesting thing. I'll tell you who owes people something from that Carolina game. Tommy Lee Lewis. All of the booze, all of the watches, all of the cocaine, all of the strippers. Is he he still on the team? It's on Tommy Lee, folks. It's on. Put it on Tommy Lee's tab. I have to say they had somebody on Twitter that, you know how they have the pylon cam now, and they showed – Tommy Lee going over the pylon and him fumbling and somebody tweeted out that's how Uncle Phil used to throw Jazzy out of the house on the Fresh Prince and it's kind Classic. of true Classic. But, but here's the thing is he still on well, the here, team here, or here, they cut- here, here, here's my question here hold on here's my question would you guys say if Bounty Gate is Sean Payton's darkest hour is it possible that Tommy Lee Lewis is Bill Parcells' darkest hour Tommy Lee Lewis is exhibit A that Bill Parcells really hates Sean Payton. <laughs> you know, Bill Parcells also apparently gave a ringing endorsement for Teddy Bridgewater, so makes me scared oh, of that. Oh, God. Oh, God. But, um, but, Andrew, no, you made an interesting point about, about um, the Saints. It, wouldn't it be great if the, if the offense – continues to kind of stink and the defense carried him all that way. But here's the interesting question. Is that possible? Absolutely. Do you think, Ooh, I don't know. I- as long as they don't play the Rams <laughs> or Kansas city in the super bowl. Um, but yeah, I mean, if the path was like Seattle, Dallas or Chicago, if those were the teams they were playing, um, and then in the Super Bowl, I mean, I don't know, Chargers or I mean, the Chargers are pretty good offensively, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it's not inconceivable that the Saints could play three playoff games, kind of, not, maybe not 
that bad offensively, but but uh, I mean, if the but Saints, similar type of games. If the Saints win the Super Bowl and don't score thirty in any of the three playoff games, I mean, what ridiculous thing would you be willing to do, Kevin? But I listen. I, I don't. I don't even. I don't know. My, look, my brain can't comprehend that. It just can't. All I'm just saying is if the Saints win the Super Bowl with the defense doing the heavy lifting and, and the Saints, it, hell, if the Saints, if the Saints end up scoring, bullshit, I think 30 saying a lot. If the Saints score less than 24 per game and still win the Super Bowl, I personally think every last one of them motherfuckers just need to retire. Just right through the the Super Bowl parade should just be each of them on an individual Segway, waving to everybody, and they should never leave the Segways ever. Permanently stay on a set, live the rest of your life on a Segway, just walk, just rolling around casually, wherever, wherever. I mean, I, 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 here, here's what I'm going to do. If the Saints score 24 points or less in all three playoff games and win the Super Bowl, I will donate $1,000 to Team Gleason. And next time it snows in Virginia after the Super Bowl, I will go out in my front yard and I will do snow angels naked for one full minute. I like it. I was going to say 30. You said less than 24. That's that's pushing it, but I said 30. I mean, I don't know if, like, if they scored less than 24 three times, I just, that'd be like. Mark it down. I'm rooting for it, man. I I want this to happen. Look, they're 10 sacks away from me having to dress up like Freddie Mercury. And 10 sacks, it seems like a lot. Yeah, it seems like a lot, but the thing is, Ben Roethlisberger gets sacked a lot, and if the Panthers shut down Cam Newton, the the quarterback that's the backup is literally he's named like the Heimlich maneuver. They may sack him a dozen times. I don't even know who he is. They said his name on the the Monday Night Cast. It was like Heimlich John Heimlich or something. They may sack him a dozen times. So I there's a there's a I would say it's like a thirty percent shot that I'm dressing up like Freddie Mercury. Um, now, if you are, who who is picking this, Kevin? Who's yeah, picking I'll, the outfit? I'll let Kevin pick it, and then I'll have to lean on somebody that can uh, get me dressed up because I want to do it really well. I might have to get my wife to like hire one of her makeup people that she gets. My wife. My wife. So I, uh, my wife. My wife was angry yesterday. She was salty about the Dolphins, and she was salty about the Saints not scoring any points. Uh, just an FYI. So um, – before we get to podcast questions, I want to remind everybody, the Saints, the Happy Hour Podcast is sponsored by JLD Hot Sauce and Knives. Guys, they have the best hot sauce. They're award-winning hot sauce. Boot Jolica comes in hot, extra hot, and Thai flavors. Go to JLDSharpSauce.com and use the code SAINTS and get 10% off your order today. That's JLDSharpSauce.com. Uh, Kevin, before we get to the Pittsburgh game, which you explained last week that you don't hate Pittsburgh as much as you used to for uh, a myriad of reasons. That might be my biggest disappointment of the year. <laughs> that Kevin doesn't just hate uh, 
the Pittsburgh Kevin, Steelers. Kevin's and, irrational hatred of the Steelers was probably my favorite part of did, this podcast for did, a good two years. Didn't you used to call? Didn't you used to call Roethlisberger like ghost penis or gray penis because of his alleged uh, rape of a woman? I forget. It was it was delightful. Not that what he did is not funny, obviously, but. We want to bag on him because he's a giant meathead, and he looks like a guy. It looks like a guy that would drink uh, coolant to win a ten-dollar bet. <laughs> I guarantee, I guarantee you, he's been in a barber shop before, and and somebody dared him to drink that blue liquid they keep the combs in. Uh, this is a good question from from Eddie. Uh, Andrew, bigger impact on defense, Davis or Apple? Oh, man. I would say Davis. I mean, Davis has played like a pro bowler all year. He's been a phenomenal addition. Um, But, um, you know, Apple was a critical trade. Um, Maybe one of the maybe the best. I I would say the best midseason trade the Saints ever made was Mike McKenzie. Yeah. Um, and then this, this is maybe feeling better than that. And that's not to say that Al, Eli Apple is a better player than Mike McKenzie. Um, but it, I think it was more critical to shift this defense from being having a huge weakness to now having no weaknesses. You know, he kind of patched up that one area. I tell you, man, Eli Apple is playing so well that I'm starting to wonder if more balls might start going Lattimore's way, which would be a good thing. Yeah, the thing is for that trade, I remember we, I was driving to Vegas and you called me in the car and we did the podcast. Like, the Saints did not fu- – what what week was that? That, they, that it was like week – it was after a game where Crawley was terrible, and but they won. And I just – I can't remember when it was. But the Saints just – they didn't fuck around. Like, they, they, they knew well, it was that Atlanta, they had, right? Yeah. Uh, so they was knew, it later in the season? No, yeah. So they knew that they had an issue, and they fixed it. And you know, it's a third round pick. Now it's that's going to be like the ninety f- at at best if the Saints get, get losing the playoffs to start. That it'll be like the ninety second pick. Who cares about that? They they cut picks that high all the time. Um, They're definitely going to pick up uh, Apple's option too, in my oh, opinion. Yeah. Kevin, do you think Cam Newton prefers Roombas over Brooms? Oh, I was thinking about that last night. Like, what if everybody just pooled their, uh, you know, people just pooled their money together and bought them a few Roombas? But then I thought, nah, fuck that. Just buy them Brooms. (laughs) His his house should be a broom closet after week 17. Okay. I want to know what what he's sending – what should he send uh, Cam Newton this year? Maybe some Ben Gay, a shoulder mm, sling. Oh, that would be that'd be mean. Yeah, uh, that's kind of injury related. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be mean. I mean, he, send him wine. You, you, like, is there send any, him a like, watch for clock management? Oh, that would be like a swatch from like send, the 80s. send him a uh, send him a rack where he can hi- hang all of his exotic scarves. <laughs> okay, this is from the the Afrocentric Asian. 
Uh, and this question is completely ridiculous. You both might have to answer. Who should Sean Payton sign to help at wide receiver? Adrian Arrington, Nick Toon, or Andy Tanner? I mean, you're way off base here. Clearly what this team is missing is Aname Ojo. Yeah. Or um, who, was the, who was the receiver they, they, they drafted in 2006 that everybody thought was the shit? Oh, Mike Hoth? Yeah. Him. That's another bad Saints receiver that they could have brought in. I mean, I mean, that... that, that that guy is a is a the Afrocentric Asian is clearly a fan of the show to drop the An- Andre, Adrian Arrington and Andy Tanner. Bread Buster uh, bust. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's see. Uh. If we beat Pittsburgh, do you treat the Carolina game like a preseason game, Kevin? Uh. Hmm. Man, if they beat Pittsburgh, shit. I say you play the first quarter regular. I I don't know why I'm saying it. Like, uh, uh, nope, nope, I, I, nope, nope. They tried that in 2011, uh, 2010, and it bit them in the ass. Uh, where they played, they played dudes in the first quarter, and Malcolm Jenkins and Graham and Ivory all got hurt. Nope. Shit. No thanks. All right, I tell you what. Hard take, pass. take a look at what look, look at what happened. Look at where see, this is this is me uh, this is me being uh selfish or worried about Drew Brees, the MVP candidate. That's oh, it. That's that that is failed, man. It's over. It's He's over. not winning the MVP is not happening. It's done. It it's was over. it it was done at halftime of last night's game. Yep. Okay. He needed all right, well, then, all right, look, fuck it then. If this if they beat the Steelers, then just sit everybody. They can't sit everybody though, right, Andrew? They only have fifty three dudes on the roster, right? Yeah, Not I mean everybody. you sit you, you sit Thomas, you sit Armstead, you sit Kamara and Ingram. You you you, you whoever that uh, third running back is, I can't even remember. The third back is on, yeah, Washington. Um, You said Breeze, of course. Um, You know, offensive line, I mean, if you can get away with maybe sitting another guy like Unger, that'd be good. Um, On the defensive side, no Jordan, no Lattimore, no Davis. Um, But, yeah, I mean, some some of the other important starters are going to have to play, you know, whether it's Marcus Williams or – yeah, you can't bench everybody. Um, Rankins, you so, bench him too. I want them to win so bad Sunday because I want the Teddy Bridgewater start. I just want to see it. It'll be fun. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, just to see him play in a meaningless game will almost make will, – it'll definitely make the third-round pick uh, worthwhile. Uh, I'm just I'm, – I, I don't know why I'm so excited about that. Well, I think the rest of the guys will want to sweep Carolina. So, like, they will – tell Teddy, Hey, like go win this game. We want, we want to finish 14 and two and have the best record in franchise history and sweep the Panthers. And Bridgewater is just good enough that he might be able to pull it off. Biggest and final question. Then we'll get to the game. Biggest pro bowl snub for the saints, Demario Davis or Camara. Either one of you have an opinion. 
Uh, I mean, this one's tough because, you know, I, I mean, on at face value, you'd be like, how could Kamara not be on the Pro Bowl team? But, you know, Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, and Todd Gurley were ahead of him. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I think it's a tough – it's tough to say that Kamara deserves to go over those three guys. I mean, maybe it's close, but um, I understand that he doesn't make it. Um, Davis, to me – you know, you look at Anthony Barr of the Vikings. I just, I don't, I don't see how you, you look at those two guys side by side stat wise. I don't, I don't see any justification for that whatsoever. I feel, that's just player. That's just players recognizing a name and checking a box. Uh, it's terrible. You know my opinion? Yes, Kevin. It don't fucking matter because. Ain't nobody on the Saints going to be playing in that game. Yes, sir. Because they're going to be in Atlanta. My man. Uh, I have to say, ever since they moved the Pro Bowl to the week before the Super Bowl, I watch it almost every year now just out of habit because I'm like, football, where is it when it was the week after the Super Bowl? I was like, nope, Super Bowl happened, football's over, and I would skip it all the time. But now it's so terrible, and I watch it every year. Uh, All right. So, oh, I forgot to say, if anyone listening to this podcast, by the way, has tickets for sale for this Steelers game, um, my, my cousin is taking my season tickets for this game. It's a long story, but uh, I, I'm looking for tickets. And yeah. my God, StubHub is for this game. I, I don't know if you guys are ever scalped tickets, but like it, it's like, yeah, I have. It's like 500 bucks a ticket. Yeah, it must be oh, yeah, it's a joke. It must yeah. be the Steelers fans because they travel and they they're one of the, That's got to be it, right, Kevin? It's Kevin's buddies, yeah. No, it's StubHub. StubHub sucks. Well, yeah, but I mean the price the price goes up because there's a demand for it, right? And yeah. and it's Steelers fans wanting to go to New Orleans and get the tickets, I would think. Well, yeah, right. I'm sure there's some Steelers fans that want to get shit housed and uh, you know potentially do a lot of things uh that they couldn't do uh in uh in the three rivers area all right before we get to the picks just one bit of housekeeping there are 80 fucking seven of you people that are due a magnet and i only have 69 addresses so there's like 20, almost 20 of you people that haven't sent me your addresses. I need the addresses to get you the magnets when you reach the seven months so we can get it mailed to you. So send me your address. Saint, Saints Happy Hour at Gmail. Just send it and put address in the subject head if you donate $3.28 a month. Uh, Kevin, I'll start with you. The Saints are a six and a half point favorite currently against the Steelers. The Steelers desperately need to win this game to stay ahead in the AFC North. Uh, who you got? Uh, I got the saints. I'm going to take the saints. They're beating the spread. Uh, the offense is actually going to show up this week. Yeah, actually. In fact, well, here's the funny thing. I'll say the offense shows up and I'll say the defense gets a score. So I will say saints. I'll say the saints 27 uh, Pittsburgh, 16. Ooh. That would calm a lot of nerves. 
Who's the MVP? Uh, Cam Jordan. I say Cam Jordan will be it because he will personally record four sacks in route to the team getting six total. And then that puts uh, Freddie, the Freddie Mercury bet into play for uh, week 17. Yes, it does. Andrew, who you got? Yeah, I mean, I think the Steelers just played a good game against the Patriots. And I think they're going to come in and offensively, I just don't think it's going to be a cakewalk for the Saints defense because, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster's had a great year. Antonio Brown. They're fourth in yards. They're fourth in points, fifth in yards, Steelers. Yeah. 27 a game and 400 yards offense. Big Ben still doing his thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm worried about the the offensive line right now. I don't and know who's going to second in sacks. They have 47 sacks, I believe. I'm guess I'm guessing Armstead's not going to go. I'm guessing that Unger, on a short week, is not going to clear concussion protocol. So I'm worried about the offensive line. So if, if, if Bushrod, if Bushrod, Armstead, and Unger can't go. What's the offensive line going to be? Well, it'll be what you saw at the end of that game. So, you know, it'd be Cameron, Tom. You know, they'll, they'll kick Pete out to left tackle. And then you'd have Will Clapp and Cameron, Tom. Hey, and, well, um, hey Kevin, will Will Clapp be the first brother Martin Crusader to ever start for the Saints? Shit, didn't even know. Didn't even know he went to brother Martin. Yeah, fuck it. Week 17, he'll start. Well, no, he might start. He might start fucking Sunday. Jesus. But I, I, I got to believe that's the first brother Martin Crusader to ever start for the Saints. But continue, Andrew. Yeah. Uh, I think this is a game the Saints lose. I think they're going to have to play the starters and they're going to have to beat Carolina at home week 17, which I think they will do and secure home field advantage. Um. And listen, I think the buy will do them a lot of good and they'll get some guys back healthy. And uh, I think there's, I still feel great about the playoffs and getting to the Super Bowl and beating the Panthers in week 17. But I just think the Steelers need this badly and they're a little bit healthier than the Saints. And um, I don't know if Breeze is going to be able to keep up with Roethlisberger offensively. So I'm going to say the Steelers come in and win 27 23. I believe that, Andrew, everything you say is factually correct. This is a terrible matchup for the Saints. If the if you picked the worst week during the year to have a crisis on the offensive line, it would be the week you played the team with the second most sacks in the NFL. It is at home, so that helps the Saints, I guess. But if they get behind in this game by two scores, Lord help them. Uh, everything points to the Saints not winning this game. But I want my Teddy Bridgewater start so badly in Week 17. I refuse to give that dream up. And I will not let facts, evidence, or whatever to dissuade me. Saints 31, Pittsburgh 17, your MVP, Demario Davis, a pick six, seals it. Saints win. We get our Teddy B start in week 17. Man, 31 points would be nice just because I think it would shut up some of these Saints Twitter like crazy Actually, looting, looting banners. 
the thing that would make me most excited is if the Saints would win like ten to six. <laughs> they could clench home field, and we could just have abject panic. And they could take seven, week seventeen off, and then they can play Dallas, and everybody in the world can pick Dallas because the Saints are just on this month-long bender of no no offense, and then they just house the Cowboys. That's that is my dream scenario, but I don't think I don't think it'll happen. So <laughs> this would be another funny one if the Saints win like ten to six and Breeze looks awful, and then Bridgewater starts in Week Seventeen and puts up fifty points on the on the Panthers. You know, you know what's funny? You mentioned we were we making jokes about low scores. Probably one of my worst Saints regular season experiences was in nineteen ninety. They played the Steelers, and the Steelers had Bubby Brister, and the Saints lost nine to six. Gil Finnerty fumbled inside the five yard line on goal to goal situations twice. Yeah, Fumble Finnerty. Christ. And so that was his nickname, Fumble Finnerty. Fumble, Fumble Finnerty, man. He was great in Canada, but I guess you know, <laughs> not, not to be outdone by a Billy Joe turnover. <laughs> It was fun. To, it was fun to last night to make the Billy Joe jokes. It was it was almost worth it that they won twelve to nine just so we could break out the Billy Joe jokes. You know, so uh, Dave couldn't make it tonight, uh, but Kevin is back and filled in admirably. Uh, so uh, for Dave, Thank who's you. MIA, for Andrew, for Kevin. Who's back? Maybe he he'll, he's popping in regularly now. It's fantastic. Uh, until next week, the bar is closed. Where's my hot sauce? A win is a win. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. 
I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. Auto Trader.